Welcome, health professionals, to Chart Life Podcast, where it's all about you. Your stories of challenges and triumphs with news and resources just for you. I'm your host, Chantel Howard. Thanks for joining me. Grief is the price we pay for love, said the late Queen Elizabeth II. The very essence and expression of grief is exactly that. It's love. Welcome to our very first episode of Chart Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel Howard. For as long as I can remember, I've always had this long-standing love and appreciation for science, which I credit partly to my excellent teachers. I was involved in many health clubs throughout school, and deciding to finally embark on the journey to become a health professional only felt natural. But what happens when you are ill-prepared for the job? It makes it that much harder to be successful, doesn't it? Can you think back to that proud, anxious excitement you felt when you could add those post-nominals to the end of your name? RN, MD, DO, APRN. We had made it, or so we thought. It was only a few months into my nursing career when I had the most terrifying revelation about the entire healthcare system. Are you tired of searching through hashtags on Instagram and scrolling through chat boards in hopes to find the right resource you're looking for? Check out chartlife.com. That's life with a Y a place made specifically for you. ChartLife offers free resources for all health professionals. Our directory service allows you to search and find services to fit all of your holistic needs, mind, body, spirit, and emotion. Refine your search by multiple categories and locations. ChartLife.com launches February 7th, but you don't have to wait. Beat the line and sign up now to start receiving valuable content. Subscribe today at chartlife.com. That's life with a Y. My first love and unit was Hemonc, hematology oncology. Oncology is challenging, but we also took all end of life care fetal demise, and the icing on the cake for this former psychobiology major, we had one locked wing that admitted patients with altered mental status and psychiatric disturbances, which we received zero training on. But on this particular shift, one of my patients was at the end stage of her cancer journey and placed on comfort measures. I went in throughout the day to administer care and lend support to the family at the bedside. But nothing prepared me for what I would face next. Caring for someone 
as they transition is always an honor and a privilege. In this patient population, there is a degree of anticipatory grief. I anticipated my patient's death. What I didn't anticipate, what I could not plan or factor in, was my reaction to her death. I didn't anticipate completely breaking down in my patient's room or carrying that weight with me for so long, as many of us do. I had no idea how to process or navigate that loss, especially within my role as a health professional. How did you handle your first patient death? What resources were offered, if any? I don't recall receiving any formal training on this in nursing school, and my unit provided me with zero resources. I felt completely alone. During that moment, I had so many emotions, sadness, anger, fear, and if I can be completely sincere, shame. Shame because my actions and my reaction were something frowned upon. I was supposed to be the strong one in the room. I'm the caregiver. We're supposed to keep it all together, right? It's fear of being something more or less or greater or worse or simply different than those around you have implied they will accept. But real emotional maturity is how thoroughly you let yourself feel anything, everything, whatever comes. Brianna Weist. Grief expert David Kessler, one of the world's foremost experts on grief and loss. He's taught many physicians, nurses, counselors, and first responders about end-of-life grief and trauma. Kessler says, when buffaloes sense a storm coming, they run into the storm, minimizing the time they are in pain. We, on the other hand, keep grief three feet behind us. That makes it last longer. But how do you run into that storm? How do you face that storm? when you don't have the proper resources to face it with. All across the U.S., there are stories of the damaging effects of the triple-demic, the COVID-19 flu and RSV combination that is once again driving the already burnt-out health providers and system to the brink. According to NBC, some hospitals have seen a rise in as much as 60% increase in their pediatric patients. And this comes after many hospitals have downsized their pediatric units because it's simply not as cost-effective as adult beds. Here one doctor's description of the scene when interviewed on NBC. In the last few months, when you come to work, it's frantic. It's not busy, it's frantic. Rick Place is the medical director for the Children's ER, where they saw a 60% rise in young patients since 2020. Dr. Rick also goes on to say that this catastrophic volume surge is something that the entire infrastructure of pediatric medicine in this country is not equipped to handle. 
According to the CDC, Omicron offshoot XBB 1.5 now makes up 75% of new COVID-19 cases. Worrisome is how Dr. Topal describes the most recent COVID-19 study. The research analyzed the top four COVID-19 subvariants and the efficacy of the vaccinated immune system's ability to neutralize the invaders. The study found that the existing antibodies in the blood were ineffective at neutralizing the invaders. Subvariant BQ1 was six times more resistant, while XBB1 showed a more significant increase, being 63 times more resistant. In the most recent list of ongoing nursing strikes that has been happening across the U.S., New York nurses walked out on Monday after negotiations failed. This is an interview conducted by CNN with Nancy Hagens, the president of the New York State Nurses Association. Hear what she has to say. From the beginning of a negotiation, it was never about wages. It was always about safe patient care. And Monsai and I know that what we need from them is proper nurse to patient ratios, is proper enforcement for staffing. You can find a link to these articles and more on our Instagram page at chart underscore life with a Y. The poker face. Now that is something that I can credit my training with. Many of us were taught to basically be robots and show no emotions. But as Kessler puts it, closing yourself off emotionally from that experience in turn desensitizes you to your very own emotions. Losing my first patient as a nurse was one of the loneliest moments at the start of my career. But there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't cease to exist simply because you cannot see it yet. My support came in the most beautiful and unexpected way. The roles were reversed, the table was turned. The only person that offered me an embrace or support during that time was my deceased patient's daughter. Thank you. I needed more support after my first patient death, after my first code, first medication error, and my first encounter with a violent patient. That damning revelation that I had to learn and accept. The system had set me up to fail. And you don't have to look far to see just how much the system has failed us. Health professionals have an astronomical rise in individuals leaving the profession worldwide. A rise in PTSD, trauma, depression, burnout, suicidal thoughts, and the list goes on and on. Health professionals need so much more support in so many ways. We understand a concept of wound healing. The many stages the body undergoes from hemostasis all the way to remodeling. Kessler says grief is what's happening on the inside, while mourning is more physical 
on the outside. But it doesn't mean that your grief does not exist. In those moments, it is important to give yourself permission to grieve in a way that works for you. Allow yourself time and space to heal, learn and grow through it. Seek out peer support from someone you trust or speak with HR. Grief does not happen in isolation, neither does healing. Don't be afraid to find a trained professional that can help you. Healthcare workers, we are the heartbeat, the backbone of healthcare. We are doggy paddling while some of us are drowning. The pandemic magnified the already present inefficiencies and unique challenges we face, but it also allowed space for many supportive services and resources to surface. That is exactly what Chart Life is all about. Support and resources for all health professionals. Those events you face, patient deaths, codes, medication errors, violent encounters with patients, they aren't new. Nor do they happen in isolation. If it happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. Here are some valuable resources available to you. Don't ignore your feelings. It's how your body naturally communicates with you. Follow it. Be curious and non-judgmental. I challenge you to become your own best friend. Allow yourself the same time, patience, resources, love, and support as someone else going through a similar situation. Here are those resources. Grief expert David Kessler's site, grief.com, offers many resources and services on navigating death and the grief process. Also, here are three nonprofits that provide valuable resources specifically for health professionals. Be sure to follow us on Instagram for our entire list at chart underscore life. That's life with a Y. Number one, if you're in the US, Therapy Aid Coalition. You can find them on Linktree slash Therapy Aid Coalition and on their Instagram. They offer free short-term therapy sessions for U.S. healthcare professionals and first responders. Number two, don't clock out. They are a peer support and mental health resource for healthcare workers and students. They also offer weekly support groups. Check out the resources they offer at don'tclockout.org or on their Instagram account. Number three. Physician Support Line is a free and confidential support line for American physicians and medical students. They can be found at physiciansupportline.com or at their toll-free number 888-409-0141. Crisis support is always available 24-7. Within the U.S., it can be reached by dialing 988. Choosing to seek help is always courageous. And one of the most daring acts of self-care 
and love. Health professional, your grief is normal. Know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It will not last forever. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our very first episode of Chart Life Podcast. Again, be sure to find us on Instagram at chart underscore life. That's life with a Y. You can find our entire list of grief resources available to you. Be sure to tune in next week where I sit down with nurse practitioner Andressa Lorenzo as she talks about navigating her new role as a family nurse practitioner. I'll see you again, same place and time. Thanks for tuning in to Chart Life Podcast. That's life with a Y. New episodes are available every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you soon.